The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know, I was thinking it might be unprofessional to start a podcast with the faint sounds of Bill McDonald in the background, but I guess if any show should have it, it would be this one. It's ball in, ball out, everybody. Welcome to the pod. It's the Hoop Ball presentation. It's the Hoop Ball Lakers show. I'm Dan Bespris, Eli Bauman, Dr. Eric what Noble. What up, what up? There we go. That's the whole crew. We are uh, <laughs> we are spaced like eight miles apart each. We've got our technology working. It's a it's a glorious time. You know, we stepped up our game for 2018 by being able to do podcasts without being in the same room. I feel like people should really appreciate uh, all the hard work we've put into this. What's going on, guys? Eli, how you doing? You're uh, you're like seven I'm, weeks into having a kid now. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We're still alive. Everyone's still alive. Uh, we've kept alive a baby for almost two months, which feels like a major accomplishment. It is. Um, yeah, I mean things are things are good. Things are good. The world is, seems to be falling apart, but uh, you know we can do remote podcasts, so it's kind of a it kind of neutralizes itself. Yeah, it balances itself out. Doctor Eno, what's <laughs> up, my man? Well, two things. I'm actually taking advantage of the the remote technology. I'm in beautiful Delano, California. You are staying at. Oh no the, way! The, I was going to say that doesn't look like your house. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It's a generic Hyatt Place Delano room. <laughs> and I'm I'm racking up points, man. I'm on discoverous status for Hyatt. Oh my god, that's yeah. spectacular! I've been to that Hyatt. It is lovely, great uh, customer care. Yeah, I don't think you've been to the Hyatt place in Delano, California. <laughs> Didn't I drop you off there? Oh, you're actually you're right. You're right. You're right. What kind of content? I dropped you off there, and then I delivered your phone that you forgot in my car. I've been there twice, technically. <laughs> what kind of uh, continental breakfast can you get at the Delano Hyatt place? They have a great spread, actually, Dan. I'm I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Sure. They they have they have a, a guacamole. They have uh, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, my like the sauce you put on that. Yeah, they oh. have like a a quinoa like spread with like eggs. <laughs> yeah, they're going real modern over here. That is modern. I just wanted like one of those cruddy uh, hotel waffle makers that you flip upside down. They got one of those. No, they, no. They, they class it up here. They got some French toast, handmade Ooh. French toast. <laughs> Straight from France. I like that. Uh, all I'm right, just, so... I'm just glad ahead. to be, be back on the pod. I missed you guys on the last one. Um, oh, I know. It was a, it was a, what always happens is you think you've got about 20 minutes worth of stuff to talk about, and then it turns out you have an hour's worth of stuff to talk about. It was, it was a good one, but, 
but I'm going to step it up even more. And an ode to Jimmy Butler, <laughs> I, I'm going to dominate this podcast. And oh my God, I love it. Yell it and yell at you guys persistently saying you need me over and over (laughs) dude i loved that so much you know who the jimmy butler thing reminded me of and i know it uh, i don't know if it but it felt very kobe-ish oh you guys are soft like shorman yeah exactly (laughs) exactly we're the real slava medvedenko's just getting screamed at right now how amazing was the jimmy butler story eric can you can you fill everybody in on what happened uh earlier today yeah, I mean, uh, the saga has been going on for weeks now where he's just refusing to play with Cat and with uh, Andrew Wiggins and is demanding a trade. Just strolled into practice today and dominated everyone and acted like a crazy person yelling, you need me to everyone. <laughs> and apparently, like, won all of the games with, like, every, like... So badass. Like, 10 through 14 bench player... And yeah, it, so it was it was nuts. I, Eli, I feel like you said you read through some articles on this a couple of times. What else did you see? I feel like there were all these no, weird I read subplots. The, more pathetically, I read through the same article twice. <laughs> um, so That's, first of all, like w- one thing to remember is this is the stuff that got leaked. So theoretically, there's a lot more crazy <laughs> that happened during this practice. Like this is the stuff that was like fit to print. Also, a question remains is like, who exactly leaked this? My suspicion is like Jimmy Butler leaked this. Basically, I think he's trying to embarrass everyone into trading him. Yep. It's like he's trying to make it so horrific to be around him and that he's going to publicly shame you. He's not even going to stay within the confines of your practice that like you basically, in order to save face, just have to trade him. Um, he basically should have just taken out his like bare and rubbed it against like Andrew Wiggins's head. I mean, I think that this is like this is second to like what that kind of like dominance in the wild. It reminds me of what I imagined happened between like Kobe and Dwight Howard in the disastrous Dwight Howard experience uh, experiment of basically being like you you are soft, you may be talented but you're so soft and I'm going to like make you my publicly and uh yeah, so something's got to give. Did you see the tweet from Anthony Tolliver or the quote from Anthony Toller after, after practice? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the fine people, Dan. I forget exactly what the phrasing was. I think they were like, hey, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler was at practice. What was that like? And I think his response was like, he was around. <laughs> and that was how he left yeah, it. Like dot, dot, dot. dot, dot perfect dot. use of ellipsis. Yeah, and then we found out like 20 minutes later that around meant he showed up an hour late uh, teamed up with, like you said, the third stringers, <laughs> just absolutely clowned on the first team, yelled at them that, yeah, you need me, you can't win without me, and then left practice early. And then presumably, Eli, I think you're totally right. Uh, it makes no sense for anybody else to leak this. We all know Jimmy wants to be gone. Uh, right. The rest of those guys want him to be gone. Tom Thibodeau is is totally screwed in all of this. So the only person that it makes any sense would be Butler. Although, and I'm I'm interested what you guys think on this one as well. Is does is he making himself look like unworkable? At what point does another team say, Ah, nah, man? I think that's I think I'm going to be okay without that that sort of madness in my club. I mean, I think he he's on the brink of referring to himself in the third person. As long as he doesn't <laughs> do that, then he's then he's okay. I think uh, I think. That, 
to a certain extent, it's just the circumstance will take care of itself because he's not going to get traded unless he signs an extension. So there there's there's kind of no universe where he's just going to be a straight up free agent and someone's going to decide that. I think like it sounds like the the Miami part of why he's so pissed now is I think the Miami Heat trade was done and then they moved the goalpost at the end. That's at least my understanding of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like both tired of this story um and also love it cuz there's no NBA that I love more than like petty NBA. <laughs> Uh, and this is like, just seems so petty and immature and I'm super into that. Um, also, you know, and I think there was another piece of news that probably got buried this week, which is DeJounte Murray, who I really like, uh, Torres ACL. Yeah, that's tough. Which is a, which is a super big bummer, especially since I may or may not have wagered on the San Antonio over. Um, but (laughs) well, you you can chase, you can chase it because I think that line's coming down. Well, it's already whatever. Yeah, that um, might not be a great idea. But so, uh, you know, but another way to look at this from just a pro Lakers standpoint, since this is a Lakers podcast, is, you know, San Antonio looks like they're in some trouble and Minnesota is definitely in some trouble. And those are two, you know, 2017 playoff teams that presumably don't look like 2018 playoff teams. I mean, I maybe the Spurs will make it anyway because – Popovich is a wizard, but you know, we're it's starting to look kind of clear where we land, in my opinion. Completely agree. Nuggets and Lakers going in, Wolves and Spurs, probably, yeah. and maybe even the Blazers. I mean, there might be a, yeah, you might, you might and see maybe the, the Pelicans. I mean, it's just hard to know kind of how the bottom is going to shape out. I can't take Anthony Davis out of the playoffs, he's too good. I know, I wanted him in the playoffs. He's a one man wrecking crew. I, I just, it seems to me like the Blazers. The Wolves and the Spurs might actually be the three teams fighting for that eight seed. Is that a is that a prop bet we can make? Because <laughs> I, I wish. Was, I trust me. I've been trying to find any obscure thing to bet on this season. I, I like. I got, you, I got our bud Josh Biter in the mix. Ah, outstanding. He, he somehow got roped into my bets. There you go. I think Eric is still probably due for some some nice little cash, right, Eric? Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta send you some money. Yeah, we'll 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 get you in there. You know, but um, yeah, the book usually wins, Eli. So if you're looking for an angle, you might want to just start taking wagers on this stuff. <laughs> I I might. I wish there was a way to bet on um, Lance Stevenson both making the most kind of no no yes shots on uh, on the planet of just like completely bad ideas, and then he makes them. Um, and like many heart attacks he gives <laughs> Laker fans, but cause, cause guys, I gotta be honest. I am so all in on the Lance Stevenson experience right now. Oh. And I'm horrified by what that means for my mental health. So I am not in on the Lance. <laughs> Lance oh, you're missing out, bro. You I'm are hug. missing out. I'm on team Eric Actually, with this one. So Lance has surprised by making quite a number of shots this preseason, yeah. which, um, I'm not happy about because he's he's like the guy on your pickup game. He's on yeah, the, he your sure pickup is. team that you don't want him making those first shots because then he's just going to chuck up so many more. You don't want him to have that confidence. And I'm all, yep. I'm I'm in for it, baby. No, I'm here for it. No, so is... many step back long twos. Oh, it's, uh-huh. uh, it's brutal. It's, it's like watching your 1985 baseball second baseman hit a home run because you know that uppercut's coming for the next three months, and it's going to be yeah, it's going to be 180 well, me, foot fly balls the rest of the year. Let me see if this changes your mind slightly. 
So I went to the I went to the preseason game against the Kings and uh, at Staples, which, by the way, was awesome. What it was like packed. Uh, I'll whatever. I'll tell you more if uh, if anyone cares. But Lance Stevenson oddly didn't sit on the bench the entire game. He sat three feet in front of me um, in kind of the corner. My friend's tickets are right by the tunnel. So I was like literally watching Lance watch the game for like <laughs> much of it because I was it's like you couldn't have picked a more fascinating person to sit behind. Um, so he first of all he drank some like pink drink the whole time. He like you know like crystal light crystal or light stuff, stuff mom's gonna be yeah, stuff guess. like moms put in their water. Um, he drank that the whole game presumably, and there was a guy in the front row to his left who was like being kind of annoying. There was a Lakers fan sitting next to his friend who was a Kings fan and he had a Willie Colley Stein jersey on <laughs> and Lance made him turn around and saw that it was a Willie Colley Stein jersey and went, what the <laughs> man? <laughs> and I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I know he's, is he going to drive us nuts? Sure. But just on like, sheer entertainment value alone he is a gem of a man he made like four ridiculous like complete unnecessary hot dog plays and by the way converted all of them uh i'm i'm in for it i'm in on lance lance stevenson preseason all-star yeah yeah Uh, i'm all in yeah even just like the way he walks on the floor just it looks like no other player yeah, he, he, the way he walks is nuts. He like stalks the floor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he exactly. Thinks, he thinks he's as good as LeBron, and I I'm yeah. I'm I'm in on it. Yeah. Well, the first, okay. Yeah. The first preseason game against the Nuggets, like Zvi Mikhailuk had it like way across the way, and like Lance was clapping really loudly for the ball, like <laughs> insisting that he get it. And yeah. then, like they got the ball. Yeah. Proceeded to do like an MJ pom- like palming the ball face, yes, like one handed, yes, <laughs> yes. it's and spectacular. Then did, like, a step back twenty footer and got a lucky bounce. This is certainly the time of year for it, I guess. If we're gonna. Go he's to getting games. a lot of he's getting a lot of minutes. I'm curious what it's gonna look like. I think his defense has been good. His rebounding is good. Whatever. Let's see how it know. goes. Let's see how it plays out. Wait, let me go back to Jimmy Butler for a minute. I wasn't totally done on that front. Has any of what's been happening here changed the way we feel about him as a potential Lakers target? Because I'm I'm out on Jimmy. Yeah, I'm out, but he's not coming to the Lakers anyway. No, he's not. I think not. the Lakers are out. I don't think the Lakers are even interested. No, and nor should they. And be. he's not interested. So, I, I, yeah. Eric, would you still want him? I, I'd I'd much rather have uh, Kawhi or Clay. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'd rather have Chris that. Middleton. Oh, I That's agree. My, I love Chris Middleton. I'm I'm so in on Chris Middleton. He feels actually like a really good fit. He's been on a team where he's been sort of the beta behind Giannis. Yeah. Uh, he probably wants to be behind an alpha that can carry a team to more victories. I, I mean that might that might end up being the guy. By the way, I think the Bucks are going to be real good. Oh, I agree. well, Eric, I agree, and uh, I put my money <laughs> where my mouth is. <laughs> Jesus. Do you have rookie of the year? Okay, wait a minute. I'm jumping ahead, I guess, on this thing. Um, should we make mention I, of the fact do that... Do I have rookie of the year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was, an, that was a bit of a rhetorical question. Um, should we take a minute on the pod to talk about the, the passing of Tex Winter? 
Oh, I didn't even know that had happened. Yeah, R. Tex, R. Man. yeah, yeah. Tex when died. did that happen? Today? Earlier today, I believe. Yeah, 93, 98? What did I see? Did, did somebody have the number in front of them? I, I don't, but yeah, something in the early 90s. Uh, 96 is the oh. the number. I split the difference. 1922 in Wellington, Texas, Maurice Frederick Tex Winter passed hmm. uh, earlier today, a pioneer of the triangle offense. That's right. The Devil's Triangle, as Brett <laughs> It's just a drinking call. game, Eli. Stop. <laughs> it is a drinking game. It's a drinking game. That's how Tex wrote it up. So, yeah, I don't know if we need to spend a whole lot of time on that, but obviously played a pretty pivotal role in the uh, early new millennium Lakers run, right? I always yeah. just, I, I appreciated his just like kind smile or smirk. Yeah. Yeah, it was more of a smirk, Eric. You're right. Yeah, well, he was always so on that kind. second. He was always on that second row of guys. Yeah, <laughs> like the the not like A team, but like the B team of advisors slash the just like I don't really give a crap about watching this game, guys. Slash, I don't think I ever saw him actually open the the his mouth. Like his no. lips never parted. <laughs> just cashing them checks, man. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Tex Winter. That's about as far as we got on that one. What about the preseason? That's probably what we should be focusing on the most on yeah. today's pod, right? Uh, Lakers and Warriors are finishing up a game as we record this podcast. Lakers, as of this exact moment, are up nine in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. LeBron nearly triple-doubled in 17 preseason minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, he looks so good. He's so good. He, yeah, so should we just talk major takeaways here? Because, I, I mean, I think we, we know. I mean, there, I know there's one more game left. Is that right? Uh yes, I believe so. This is like the It's like a Warriors back to back, Vegas back to back. The next game is going to be like the crappiest game ever cuz it's like the th- both teams will have been in Vegas for like 3 nights. Oh yeah, they're cooked. And it's the game before the regular season starts. Uh like bet the under. Yeah, or if you're just hang on preseason basketball, you degenerate losers. Even I wouldn't do that. Take a turnovers prop and bet the over. You may yes, get a whole exactly. lot of transition buckets, but nobody's going to do anything in the half court set. Uh, takeaways it, to, for me the over for lap dances for Lance, <laughs> given by or or received by either way, yeah, either way, it's combined total. He's uh, going in that fanny pack. All right, Eric, what do you think? What are your takeaways from the preseason? Well, my, my number one thing that I'm just loving is the passing. It is it's it's a thing to behold. It's beautiful. Um, between Rondo and LeBron, it's just like there's there's just so many beautiful passes that I'm taking in. Um, I forgot how good of a passer Ingram is, too. I've been really pleasantly reminded by that. Yeah. And so, I mean, Rondo especially, like he has so many like weird deliveries and weird angles, like things you just don't see anyone else doing. And it's it's fun to watch. We also, we have like the all giant hands team is something I noticed. Like Ron, I think what you're speaking to too is like Rondo's hands are massive. So he like cradles the ball and like palms the ball and like can kind of change the trajectory of it mid stroke. I know stroke isn't really how you describe a pass, but. Yeah. And it's just like a freedom. He plays with like a a freedom that no one else is doing. Um, And he looks like a velociraptor. 
that and yeah. also my my favorite thing that he does is when another a player on the other team is shooting a free throw. Oh yeah, between the first and second one, he goes up and high fives them. Yeah, yeah it's the best. There, someone made a super cut of of all of the times he did that, and I was yep. cracking up, including He's by such the way, a douche. when it's he so ridiculous. when he takes the ball and rubs his sweaty forehead on it. That was also in the mix on that uh, that that Rondo highlight reel during it's so free throws. Fun. That's brilliant. I love it. How is we we finally got to see Lonzo for this one. This is the first game he's played in the yeah. preseason. How is that going to shake itself out? Because it seems like, I mean, you can't have, can you have Lonzo and Rondo on the floor at the same time? That seems like maybe not the best idea. I mean, I'm I'm all in on any weird thing. I think like, to me, the conclusion I've come to is this team is going to be so fun Basically, everything we thought going into the preseason is what I'm coming out of it. This team is going to be so fun to watch. The pieces don't really make sense. I kind of don't care anyway. There's a ton of characters. Everyone can kind of do everything except for shoot because no one can shoot on this team. <laughs> and and we are desperately lacking another big. It is We are... We, this is not the sentence you want to say going into a regular season of any hopes where you're not tanking. It's just, we need JaVale to McGee to have a monster season. We have no center depth. He looks great, like if though. He get, if he, he gets looks hurt, great. If he gets hurt, we're, we're, we're screwed. Oh, yeah. situation. Beyond screwed. We're going to need to get Robert Sacre off the bench. It seems like they're going to try to max out McGee. Like, they're going to try to get him to play his whatever the asthma will allow, which is like, what, 22 minutes probably oh, max? He, oh, no, he's he's playing 30 to 35. Oh, I he mean, they have no one behind him. He won't make it to Christmas at that pace. Well, he's going he's to have to Crap. figure something out. There. When is, you have to get him new lungs, man. When is Mo Wagner supposed to be back? Do we know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That. How is Mo Wagner not getting the German platelet? <laughs> I mean, he's, he lives there. He I was like know. born in a lab. Yeah, I think he probably was. I honestly don't know. But I don't know. I mean, from the on the positive side of this thing, JaVale McGee is, looks like he's ready to be new DeAndre Jordan in Los he's Angeles. He's awesome. It is he's just awesome. Loving it. Dunks everywhere. Rondo, LeBron, soon to be Lonzo, Ingram. I mean, who hasn't thrown him a lob on this team so far? I know. It's so fun. This team is so ridiculous and fun. I, the, uh, the, yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that they talked a lot going into the preseason about how they wanted to run. Every team says they want to run, and it feels like... The Lakers have actually done a decent job of of doing some of that, and obviously that you know this is a time of year where they they want to practice some of their half court stuff. But we saw so many teams where LeBron played a half court offense because he was with all these seventy three year old three point shooters, and now he's on a team where no one can shoot, and they sort of have no choice. But it seems crazy looking back, doesn't it? Like you've got LeBron who's the fastest, strongest man in in the NBA, and he was never able to use his speed on these other teams. There is a weird little path to to making this work. I don't know. I I just... All of the stuff about the Lakers not making the playoffs feels like a distant memory. Like a distant memory. Get out of here, Windhorse. I think what's interesting, I've heard a lot of people kind of making the argument that well, like LeBron, LeBron says he wants to play fast, but he really doesn't want to play fast. And you can tell by, you know, the evidence that says that. But 
Then I was thinking like that first that first year or two in Miami, they did play fast. They they ran up and down the court. And I was thinking, okay, so why did he do it there and not on any of the Cleveland teams? And I was like, because the Cleveland teams had no athletes. None. None. Uh, you know, at least in Miami, he had Wade and Bosch. But, you know, Kyle Korver and Tristan Thompson and no, Zedrunas and Ilgauskas. I mean, like those guys were, you know, they could shoot. Like, But that was the way the team was built. The team was built with LeBron and shooters. We have no one who can shoot. And we have tons of athletes, so it just kind of it just kind of makes sense. I think LeBron is kind of a, a savant chameleon type; like he'll blend to whatever he needs to do. I mean, and they are running their asses off. Yeah, I have I have no concerns about us running the break a lot. Um, I think what people point out with LeBron is in the half court, the ball tends to stick to him when he's in the post. And he does a ton of damage like that because he just picks apart uh, the defense. But it's not particularly fun to watch. And that's most effective when he has a lot of different shooters around him. And I feel like for our particular offense, when we're in the half court set, we just need to have a lot more movement. And we can't get we can't rely on him just picking apart things in the post. But but other than that, if when it's not in the half court set, I think we're going to run like crazy. Yeah, there's going to be an adjustment period. We we still know that, right? I mean, the, I guess the question is how long how long does it take? At what point do we feel like this team starts to hit their stride? I would say probably sometime in December you see them start to click a little bit. You just you have to play against some good defensive teams to to kind of start to gel a little bit because these preseason games are fun and all and you're running your Xs and Os, but no one's really contesting. And uh, I hope people are ready for a few ugly games to start the year. And I think LeBron even said, like, don't let everybody take a step back. It's going to it's going to take us a little bit to figure this thing out because it is a lot of really weird pieces getting jammed together. So anytime they don't run, it's going to be a little bit of a fight. Also, our our first 10 games are against a crazy schedule. Like, oh, I haven't even looked. We, we have like all playoff teams in the West from last year. <laughs> I'm betting they're all nationally televised games too. We, oh, we man, haven't gone on TV so much. We have a gauntlet the first 10 games. And I think actually it's going to be really important to, to maybe yes. at least go like five and five. Well, the good news is that would I, be my hope. I think the good news is if you think about stuff, that's going to take time. It's like half court sets, uh, defensive rotations, stuff like that. The good news about running is that is like that is just instinct for these these guys. That is like pick up one hundred and one. Like these guys know how to do that. Um, you don't really need to like gel on running a break. Um, I have some legit concerns about the defensive stuff, though. We don't really have rotations; they just switch everything. the The guy that I'm concerned about from watching the preseason because I heard a lot about um, him playing center. Uh, and I think I think you can pretty much write it off. I mean, I hate to yeah, I hate to say that um, because the season hasn't even started. But it's just the eye test is like Kuzma has no chance of of being an NBA center. Uh, he's he looks lost and not tall enough. So you know, maybe there's a version where they just switch everything and it, it ends up being kind of center by committee, but. Um, 
that's the only thing that I'm concerned about from a defensive rotation standpoint. I, I was happy to see Lonzo back. He's, I forgot just how good he is at being in the right place on defense. Um, I'm going to say it. I, I wish we had Julius Randle still. I feel I like he would have been a perfect defensive fit and just yeah. like really a fun piece on this particular team. Yep. Yep, I was I, I was so I was so desperate for a center. I was like thinking about I was like looking up the Spurs roster and being like, could we trade like Alex Caruso for some just like a just a warm tall body that they have on the Spurs? Like, is there anyone they could just like? And then I yeah I even looked at Pau Gasol's contract to be like, is there any, any way we could get Pau Gasol? Nope. nope. No, he's making like. Forty million dollars in the next two seasons. Yeah, and they're giving up Jakob Pertl. Jakob, Jakob Pertl. Hey, Jakob. Um, Vita Zubats is just—it's not happening. Eric, not, you were right. I apologize for NBA defending player. him. <laughs> not an NBA player, though. I, uh, another bonus of being at the preseason game was there was an incredibly hot woman who walked in, which I should—we should. Talk about this a little bit too. Incredibly hot woman walked in. Everyone kind of turned to look at her, and I was like, "What she got on her jean jacket?" <laughs> and it was a full size, uh, a full size portrait of Avita Zubac. <laughs> because apparently, that is Avita Zubac's girlfriend or fiance, who is like Miss wherever Avita Zubac is from, <laughs> like Serbia or Croatia. Croatia. Or oh my god! If yeah. If so anyone, he's, got, he's got a fan. If anyone wants to make my year, they would get me that jean jacket. <laughs> you have to pry it off her dead body, man. She, oh my she's gosh. not giving that thing up. What else happened to you with that game? Pizza, man. I feel like there's one other story you were telling me uh, pre-show that happened at that uh, at that game. Didn't you end up with a souvenir? Yeah. So first, first, let me shout out to my friend, our friends Rick and Kelly for uh, hooking me up and bringing me to the game. Uh, they're right by the tunnel which is, you know, where people come in and out. So as the game was ending, by the way, I got high fives from everyone like a little kid. Um, <laughs> you know, just like obsessively leaning over. And uh, at the end of the game, JaVale McGee threw me his incredibly sweaty headband, which is now in my possession, which took like two days to dry out in my car. Mm, delightful. It was a great, it was Awesome. I got to say, I mean, as if I wasn't excited enough about this upcoming season, Staples Center was full, legit full. Like there was not an empty seat and there was like the requisite mixture of, you know, what I would call like real Laker fans, like the 300 level, like ride or die Laker fans. And then like the complete like rich trash who were there of like there was a woman straight up in a bra. Like straight up wearing a bra and high heels, um, it was just it. It was everything you want Staples to be. Tickets are going to be nuts. Eli, sorry, to, just one thing. As you were speaking, Eli, there there's a minute and fifteen seconds left in this game. Lance Stevenson just got the ball on the baseline and went for a Jordan esque one handed baseline dunk. <laughs> you know that iconic uh-huh. dunk, the, the one on Ewing. Yeah, and did a major fail of missing the dunk and then then just falling to the floor and everyone on the benches started laughing. I'm so in. 
Oh, 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 I'm okay. First of all, that's fantastic. Second of all, this is, uh, I think this actually bodes well. Lakers won, by uh, the way. They just won. Oh, good. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Does that mean, does that mean we win any uh, regular season games? Yeah, we, we get a little plastic. Does trophy. It, can it roll over? Um, so another thing that I observed, because their seats, um, the seats I was sitting in are look right at the Lakers bench. First of all, uh, Lance Stevenson did something ridiculous that I can't remember, and LeBron and I made direct eye contact and smiled at each other. So oh. we're pr- pretty much in love. And um, <laughs> so, but also, so I was look watching the bench, and I don't know if you guys watched that game or saw the highlight, but there were a bunch of ridiculous things happened that game. A lot of highlights, a lot of crazy stuff. There was also Brandon Ingram guarded the inbound pass like five times in a row and then stole it on the fifth time. Did you guys see this? I did. Wasn't no, he? Didn't. Wasn't he laughing when he stole it? Was that that same play? Yes. So, the, so Eric, they literally Sacramento tried to inbound the ball, and by the way, it was a really close game, really intense game. Like everyone was trying to win. They tried to inbounds the ball, and Ingram guarded the inbounds inbounds pass. He knocked it out of bounds literally three times in a row. <laughs> knocked it out of bounds, and then the fourth time he hit it with his hand and stole it and got fouled on a fast break, and the bench went. Ape, ape shit. Um, like high-fiving, screaming, yelling. Everyone, like, whatever. And it's the preseason, so nothing of significance has happened. But the entire bench was so into each other, laughing, supporting each other. Everyone loves Mo Wagner is a thing that like <laughs> I observed. Like He's just like cutting people up left and right I'm, on that bench. I don't I'm know excited. what's up with that. I'm excited for that TBS show. What's up? I'm excited for that TBS show. Everyone loves Mo Wagner. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's he's in, man. <laughs> uh, sorry, continue. No, I was just it, it was it was both really fun to watch and also gave me a lot of like hope for what the season will look like. Just like these guys seem to be really getting along, and LeBron seemed really like comfortable and relaxed. And who knows if we start two and eight, I'm sure that will go away, but. At least we're going into the season with with guys liking each other. Has any of what you two have seen during the preseason changed where you think the Lakers finish this year? Now, obviously, the DeJounte Murray and the Jimmy Butler stuff does clear a path. I still feel I still feel pretty confident that the Lakers are going to sit right in that four or five bubble range. Is that where you guys are as well? Yeah, I'm exactly in the four, five, six. Yeah, I have them five or six. I think the 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 Thunder, the Rockets, the Warriors, uh, the Jazz, and the Nuggets. Yeah, uh, are ahead of us. Though I think us and the Nuggets can maybe flip flop. I have the exact same exact same teams and order essentially. I so, think it's us and the Nuggets and the Jazz. Maybe if they come down to earth a little bit, are like the tier two. I'm yeah. a little worried. The, a couple episodes back, we talked about uh, our betting thoughts, and I was unaware that Andre Robertson was out until basically Christmas. I think that's. Oh, actually, you mean MVP? You mean MVP uh, candidate yeah, Andre Robertson? I think that's actually going to be a bigger deal for them than people realize. Like they talked about him a lot last year. Who do you who do you think is better, Andre Robertson or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> Just when you take the full body of. Well, work. it's so hard to I'm compare. Finished. Business. Yeah, it's so hard to compare eras Unfin- of basketball. Yeah, hashtag unfinished business. Um, also, 
There was something. <laughs> there was you something. can't compare eras. That's you can, super funny. Thank you. Uh, God darn. I had something that popped into my head and then it, it immediately escaped me. But it was something. Oh, I remember what it was. Eli, uh, it was either the last show or the one before we talked about Anthony Davis switching to clutch sports. And then, yes, we like, did. And clearly, Stephen A. Smith was listening to Ball In, Ball Out because then he went on air like two days later and said, Anthony Davis is leaving the Pelicans. And I thought, well, come on. We, we already talked about that. Uh, that's right. What that's did right. what did you think when you heard that report? I know we're a little, you know, post facto well, here, but well, first of all, uh, ball in, ball out. A hoop ball presentation is always on the forefront of breaking basketball news. Damn right. I think Eric had the Jimmy Butler trade request before Woj. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dan, a- you had Dan, you had the decision. I think um, the original LeBron decision. Yeah, I, I clerked broke before Windhorse. I clerked for uh, for Jim Gray for one year. <laughs> oh my god, I hate Jim Gray. <laughs> I know, uh, we, did, we, did. we talked about that too in the last podcast. Yeah, we did. Uh, Jim Jim Gray is like the angel of doom. Yes, he who is. just like pops out from whatever hole he's hiding in every six years to deliver like the worst piece of sports broadcasting. Yeah, he taught me that during my clerkship. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Dan, I forgot. What's your question? Um, <laughs> any thoughts on the Anthony Davis stuff? Because we said it and we were like, yeah, but you know, whatever. And then someone else who uh, has not much clout, but more than us also said it. I'm so horrified by Boston that because every time I come back to it, I'm like, yeah, but he is what? Three years, Dan? Uh, this two. year plus two? This year plus one. Oh, this year plus one. Oh, okay. Then maybe I feel better about it. Um, because if he's if he wants out this year, basically I'm hoping that he wants out next year and says, I want to go to the Lakers. Because if not, Boston just has so many things they can trade. It's disgusting how many assets Boston has. Yeah. Can they, could they, I guess you can re-sign anybody that's already under team, huh? And that doesn't hit you you can you go over the salary cap, but it doesn't stop you from doing it. Um, right. He's he's the guy, and I know we've we've been down this road, the Paul George road, the Kawhi Leonard road. Uh, Anthony Davis to me is one where you don't wait and just sign them when they become a free agent. He's the one where you're just like, look, you take everybody on this team, and I will play with LeBron and AD and ten Lance Stevensons. I will put, right. I'll put them in a 3D printer and I'll just print Lance Stevenson's for the veterans minimum. Uh, but I, I guess we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Um, I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting that we talked about it. Nobody else was talking about it. And then two days later, somebody started talking about it. We really did break something before the national media. We're that was kind of cool. We're I, soothsayers. That was fun. I don't know. That was uh, that was a good moment for us here on Ball In, Ball Out. Be yeah, we're the best. We're the best. Uh, Dr. Eno. I feel like I feel like I aced you out there for a little I'm bit. Not, I'm not going to break anything right now, <laughs> <laughs> Eric. That's not quite the uh, Jimmy Butler domination that we were promised at the beginning of this pod. <laughs> yes, Jimmy Butler, right. Jimmy Butler would have promised everything and then told yeah. us to go <laughs> ourselves if you were wrong. Hey, you <laughs> need me. I'm going to break the <laughs> out of everything. <laughs> what a day! Oh, oh man, sorry, Dan. You're going to have to get active on that bleep. Don't worry, don't worry, gentlemen. I have a notepad document up with. It's all... usually it's usually just me you have to bleep, but Jimmy it's, Butler's uh, getting in the mix. Yeah, I got some real good ones in this one. Before to... we get back to the Lakers, I, I, I since we played the Warriors tonight, do you guys think they're going to threepeat? Dan, no. It's too many games. They're they're tired. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm also a no, but I, um, I think it's, I, I can't really defend my no other than just kind of historical precedent is like, it's just too many finals in a row to, you know, play in slash win. Um, but then uh, the, the problem is, is then when you walk down the road, you're like, well, then who yeah. does win? And I don't, I don't know. Maybe Houston kind of blew their shot last year. Okay, see. Them. Thunder? Also, I, I'm thinking they win. And the reason I'm thinking that is, well, A, because they're the best team. And B, I think they know this is their last rodeo. Yeah. And I think that means they're mm. going to like let it all hang out. That's actually That's a really, very good yeah, point. Very good point. Damn it. You you're know, a, you're uh, a doctor. You're a doctor after all. Yeah, that's why he's a doctor. You guys <laughs> need me. <laughs> he's Dr. Payne. Uh Unfortunately to me when when I really think about it cuz I don't think I don't think it's going to be Houston. I don't really really believe in OKC enough. I don't believe in Westbrook enough. Boston. To me the only team that really if everything breaks right and everything clicks is Boston. I just think just from a pure talent standpoint, they have a really good coach. You know, they probably have a trade left in them if they need it. It's just there and I would much rather the Warriors win than the Celtics, so you know what I kind of forgot about when I said no? That they might get a mostly healthy DeMarcus Cousins halfway through the year. Yes, they might. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what a I, I might change my no to a yes. I think I think Dr. Noble and Dr. Boogie may have convinced me. Um, it's going to be so sad watching Lance Stevenson try to guard DeMarcus Cousins in, <laughs> like, mean, round two of the, of you mean the playoffs. When, uh, when they decide Kuzma's not playing center anymore? Yeah, and Lance is like, I got it. I would trust I LeBron. Clear it out. I'd let I'd let LeBron play center against almost anybody in the NBA. Me too. I'd let Josh Hart play center ahead of Kuzma. I like Josh Hart a lot. He's not going to get muscled around. Uh, well, here we are, guys. This is probably our last preseason pod, I would think. Right? Next show is going to be around the start of the year. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. What do? Uh, Anyone Thursday. have any kind of bold predictions or or things that they're looking forward to seeing? Or I have to figure um, out what's happening. Our uh, what's the opener? Is it in? It's in Portland, right? Next Thursday. Yeah, I think I think it's Portland, right? We're going to lose. Is my bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like a Damian Lillard like forty six points. Although at the same time, man, Portland, they are ripe for getting knocked down. And LeBron, yeah. LeBron can certainly like. Who, I know that no one in the NBA can stop LeBron, but really, who on Portland could no stop one. LeBron? Myers Leonard. No. I feel like it's going to be a, a Damian Lillard forty six points and Portland loses game. It just might. That's be. actually kind of what I think is going to happen. I don't think. Yeah, I, man, that might be a win. Yeah, chalk it up, Doctor Noble. Where are you at on this one? We may have lost him. Delano. Yeah, he's just, Del- he's just staring blankly into, a, into his microphone. <laughs> into the void. He's like, uh, Eric Noble, uh, what do you think? And yeah. He's just like, hmm. I was like, man, he's really chewing on this question. <laughs> no, Dr. Noble was swallowed up by the good people of Delano. Sorry, the the Hyatt. Are we still are we still rolling? Or we are, we we're yeah, we're still rolling. We'll just we'll just finish this bad boy we'll out. We'll just loop him back in. Yeah. Um, um, thoughts on that. I, I think my bold prediction will be 
a Lakers opening night victory. We're not going to lose. I've changed my position. Uh, I think Damian Lillard had his his Lakers moment last year. I think they're going to throw everything at him. I think it's some of it's going to stick. And uh, I think they win their opener. I think everybody gets really excited, and they're like, oh, there's not going to be an adjustment period. And then I think the Lakers rattle off a few losses in a row. That's <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a prediction, and but... I, I just think this team's going to be the most fun team in the league to watch. We're just the right blend of unpredictable and also, like, you know what you're going to get. Um, like, you know that a LeBron James team is going to be good. It's going to be competitive. You know, the young guys are going to be interesting, if not great. Um, but also, like, no one knows what this team is going to look like, including the coaches and guys on the team. And... uh Danny, you there? <laughs> I am still there. I, I oh, was okay. En- good. I, I was enjoying. The window is closed. Um, and I just, you know, I Zach Lowe comes out with those uh, league pass rankings, and I think we're like, if I weren't a diehard Laker fan, and I was like, which team do I want to watch on League Pass? No matter what, it's this team. It's the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Lakers, and we have not been able to say that for a long time. Hundred percent right. Uh, I saw other teams' blog sites tweeting about how fun the Lakers looked during their game yeah. against the Warriors tonight. The world is coming around, and uh, and it's come on board. Yeah, hop aboard. <laughs> come on in. The water's fine. Well, yeah. Doctor Noble was swallowed up by Delano. We will <laughs> we will bid him adieu, and we will bid everyone else adieu. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we put a bow on the preseason? No, I'm jacked for this season. I know. I'm jacked. I'm on like a I'm on like a steroid cocktail just to last it because I'm <laughs> dead tired from this baby. I was gonna say you're on an insomnia cocktail. Well, um go enjoy what few seconds you may have before screams of hunger or uh <laughs> diapers or whatever it is that comes next in the you know, the the triumvirate. It's food, sleep, poo. That's uh That's right. You got a few more weeks of that bad boy. Um glad you're you're hanging in there okay. Uh, hey, you, is is Nick is Detective Nick Pretzel still alive on Twitter? I got to follow up on that. It, it is, as you might imagine, not been the focus of my time. But I've got to I got to reach out to Nick Van Pretzel because someone's got to someone's got to give here. Well, I'm going to tweet at Nick Pretzel as I finish doing this podcast, just to make sure that you know we're thinking about you, Nick Pretzel. Uh, Thanks, Dan. <laughs> he's Eli Bauman. He's Big Papa Bauman. Doctor Noble was with us. But the Central Valley got the best of him. I'm Dan Vespers. This is Ball, Ball. Kern County undefeated. Ball in, ball out. A hoop ball presentation back at you after the opener. We're going to talk real counting Lakers basketball on the next edition of this podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Love you, Lance. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.